Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome to The Weekend Wrap. My name is Willie Lawson. The Weekend Wrap is a production of the FightBackMedia.com website, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. I trust that you are well. This We're doing this Sunday evening. So, uh, actually, I trust that you're well whenever you get a chance to get around to this. Or if you just sort of, if you just sort of stumbled over it. I'd love to hear where you're hearing the program from and on what idiom. Are you listening to it on the Spreaker.com website page? Are you listening to it uh, on iTunes? Are you listening to it wherever you're listening to it? Um, Spotify? Whatever. Did you... Did you see the Facebook link and you decided, oh, what the heck? I think I'll go over there and check that out. Maybe he's crazy. <laughs> uh, or, or maybe you were just curious. What made you click on the link? What made you say, Did, do you know me? And, and you figure, well, you know, let's see what, let's see what Willie's talking about tonight. And um, whatever your motivation. I'd love to hear it. Um, there are things going on that that are fairly serious. That are fairly serious. Um, this is turned into more than spy versus spy. This whole thing in, in, in our society has turned into more than simply Republican versus Democrat. Now, some people, some people I know personally, are still stuck in the this idea that this is R versus D. This is just the old, this is the same old R versus D stuff. I'm afraid that I don't believe that that's true. I just don't believe that that's true. Um, and also we had a, um, a terrible tragedy last week. Um, you know, I, I, I it's hard for me to, to, to say that when somebody who's 84 years old passes away, it's a tragedy, but it is a loss. You know, 80, and I don't mean to be flippant about this, but it's going to come off flippant. 80 is a son of a you-know-what, because it kills a lot of people. You know? So when we start talking about COVID, we start talking about these other other things, and, you know, when people dying, I never take people dying lightly. Because what I what I know is that when grandma dies, even if even if grandma's one hundred and five years old, it, it's sad. It's a loss. It's a it, it, it's a hit. You know, it's a hit. You know, it's a hit to the spirit. I get it. So I I never want people to think that I'm taking that lightly. But there, but I, I, on a completely another subject, I wrote to someone today um, that reality is real. You know, reality is real. An 84-year-old is more likely to die than a 48-year-old. A 48-year-old is more likely to die than a 4 or an 8-year-old. That's reality. That's... So, you know, because here's here's the deal, my friends. We are all, all of us, me, you, and everybody you know, we're all going down this road. 
And that's how we're living. That's how we're leaving. You know, you've seen um, the thing that makes light of it. <laughs> nobody leaves this. Nobody gets out of this alive. No. And we don't like to think about it. No, we don't. Even people who are, excuse me, solid Christians who know they're going to heaven. I mean, who are Bible-believing Christians who know they're going to heaven. Ain't out licking doorknobs. <laughs> are not out running in traffic. They are not. And they don't fear it. They just don't want it to come today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I ain't scared, but I don't want it to come now. I don't want it to come today. I got stuff to do. I'm going to live as long as I can. I've been promised long life. <clears throat> so I get it. Having said all that, last week we lost Walter E. Williams. Walter E. Walter e. Williams, um, as a thought leader, is one of the reasons I was encouraged enough to start and continue down this path. When you have it, when I when I have influences like Walter E. Williams, Thomas Sowell, Andrew Breitbart, there was no, there was absolutely no choice for me. There was no choice for me. When I combine that with getting saved. Turning my life over, to, turning my life over to Christ, and these other influences by these men—is it? I mean, it's little wonder. It should be little wonder that I sit here behind this microphone today, after thousands of broadcasts, thousands, literally thousands. And if you go back in the archive on Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O.com, and you search for my name, you can see I've done thousands, thousands of broadcasts. <clears throat> and you can just spin the wheel, <clears throat> excuse me, and listen to any of them. And what you'll know is that I haven't changed, that my views have not changed since we started way back on March 27th, 2008. 2008. That's a long time, kids. That is a long time. So no, things haven't, I haven't changed. And, you know, and, and it feels good to know that I haven't changed. It feels good to know that I, <clears throat> that I, that I must have picked right. And I had some great teachers. And some great people come along, you know, and they have some great people have come along and been able to tutor me, been able to encourage me throughout the years. And there's a lot, and there's been a lot, I've been, been lots of them and I'm taking a little time today because I can. Uh, I think about uh, Herman Cain. Miss, I miss Mr. Cain. I miss uh, Andrew Breitbart. 
I miss Walter E. Williams already. Somebody call Thomas Sowell and make sure he's okay. Hopefully he's hanging out with Betty White and they're just chilling. <laughs> um, you know, um, people like Francis Rice, Esquire. Um, Shirley Hussar, Elizabeth Blackney, Eric Odom. I mean, just a lot of people. A lot of people. Ali Anderson, Ali. When we met, he was Ali, Ali Akbar. Dwayne Lester, Paul Swanson. Sometimes we just have to stop and thank people. And I know that I'm missing some people around here, people like Eddie Adams Jr., um, Deborah Cox Roush, and others around here, um, people like Steve Emerson, uh, who, who, who just sort of, who always encouraged me to move forward. Tom Gatons. Tom Gatons was one of the first people who got me on the stage at a tea party rally. You know? That's, you know, when you get on a stage outside, it's one thing to sit behind a microphone, you know, in a room and do this. But when you get on a stage in front of people outside during the daytime, there's no turning back. <laughs> there is no turning back at that point. None. You are out there. You can't back up at that point. You can't make a U-turn. There's you, it, it, Because you've brought your wall behind you. And when you turn, your back is always against the wall. Always. You know, we're talking about um, all sorts, all all sorts of people who've come along. All sorts of people who've, who've who've come along who've helped. We'll mention some more as the broadcast goes on because I, you know, we just as we're getting to the end of the year um, uh, of this 2020 year, and it's been a it's been a doozy, huh? Um, we'll mention more. I'll mention more, folks. Um, but before we go to our, our, our first break, I want to <clears throat> read something that actually meant a lot to me early on. This is from a book um, by Walter E. Williams. The name of the book is More Liberty Means Less Government. Our founders knew this well. And this is one of the uh, one of the sections of the book called Race and Sex. This is by Walter E. Williams. Race issues have dogged our nation since its inception. Undeniably, there have been racial in, there has been racial injustice, not limited to blacks, but other racial and ethnic groups as well. During the fervor of the 1960s civil rights movement, 
and the legislation, court decisions, and the huge spending on programs that followed, even the most pessimistic person would have would have guessed that race problems would have been solved by the close of the century. Although there has been considerable progress, thorny problems remain. I think we can safely say that America's civil rights struggle is over and won. At one time, black, Hispanic, Asian Americans did not enjoy constitutional guarantees enjoyed, enjoyed by other Americans. Now we all do. There are no legal restrictions on where we may live, work, and eat. Once there were. In all public accommodations, we must be treated like any other American. That means if we live in a particular neighborhood, we cannot be prevented from attending the public school or library in that neighborhood. We no longer have to search for a colored drinking fountain or restroom. If our children meet the academic standards, they can enroll at the same college that a white person attends. If our young people go to war for our nation, they are no longer restricted to serving in separate units, being cooks, chauffeurs, and quartermasters. Now they can be generals, aviators, and members of the special forces. Being 62 years of age, I can remember a time when none of this was true. Saying that the civil rights struggle is over and won is not the same as saying that all vestiges of discrimination are gone. It is to say codified and rampant discrimination, codified, and rampant discrimination is a thing of the past. <clears throat> this sort of writing helped me not stay in the place that I could have stayed. Listening to some of the people who are, I was listening to who were, who were speaking, who were talking about things being as bad as they've ever been and worse when they'd been worse. They had been worse. Thank you, Walter E. Williams. I owe you. <laughs> a lot of us, a lot of us do. All right, we'll be back with more of the Weekend Wrap right after these messages. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. Strike! Jeez, hopefully this is the last pitch. What in the walk-off world? That's a Skag Liberty Z zero-turn mower. That cat's eye gold color. Tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick cushion seat. Powerful engine. Heavy duty cutter deck. Hey, up! What's the call? Um. The moment you know you want a Skag. Visit Skag.com to find out why Skag mowers are simply the best. And at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 
933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. dbctampa.com A website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. All right, all right, we're back. Thank you ever so much for uh, spending some time with us on the weekend wrap. We like to, you know what, I, I like to get as many programs done during the week as we can on a, on a little program we call the Morning Report, but sometimes things spill over into the weekend. You know, you ever had that in your life, where you thought you'd get it all done, but a little spills over into the weekend? <laughs> that's what. It, that's how it is for us. All right, let's get to it. Let's we, let's 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 get to it. Um, <clears throat> there is a program that's on NBC still, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of amazing to me that that this, this show is still on, um, because it was a comedy show it was a sketch comedy program called Saturday night live. Um, it is a sketch comedy program called Saturday night live. It's on NBC. It's been on, um, it's been on for years, it's been on for golly, almost 40 years, probably longer than that. Uh, I'll check and, and, and make sure I don't want, I don't want to get fact checked by some, some moron. You don't even know how long your show's been on. Um, but, but you know, I, I, I can guarantee that idiot that who, who says that to me, I watched the first one. <laughs> I watched the first one. Um, yes, it's been on since. October 11th, uh, 1975, they've had 46 seasons, 46 seasons. It's won a Grammy. It's won 91 primetime Emmys. It's won three Teen Choice Awards. How is won a Teen Choice Award? I'll never know. And 13 other awards. So, yeah, it's been, um, been around for a while. Uh, people like Tina Fey came out of that show. People like John Belushi, uh, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy wasn't no, not Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, Eddie Murphy. That was that's correct. Um, all sorts of all sorts of talent came out of that out of that program. Um, Adam Sandler, I think, was was on that show for a while. So yeah, a lot of people have been on that cast. Let me let me make sure, because I, I, again, I, I want no stupid fact checking. Um, Annie Bryant, who I thought was I thought was good on the show, she didn't get nearly enough time. Um, 
this is Kenan Thompson, who was a um, Nickelodeon Nickelodeon star. Daryl Hammond on that show. I'm looking at this current crew, going, yeah, they they kind of suck. <laughs> They're not good. Uh, oh, well, and, and this show is all about writing. All it's all really about writing. All of it. Kristen Wiig, uh, who I thought was going to show. Again, this is all about writing. And so it's all about, uh, when it's all about writing, it can take on a turn. Fred Armisen was on that show. Tina Fey, Will Forte. Uh, again, Daryl Hammond. Uh, Andy Samberg. Um, Horatio Sands. Going all the way back, season season fifteen. Um, Dana Carvey, Al Senator Al Franken, Phil Hartman, who has passed away, I believe. Mike Myers, Dennis Miller. Imagine Dennis Miller on this show. From what we know about Dennis Miller now, <laughs> Kevin Nealon, Victoria, Ke- uh, Dennis Miller, and Victoria Jackson were both on this program. And these and both of those people are staunch conservatives. This is the direction of the writing. Now, as we're talking about A. Whitney Brown was on the show, um, Phil Hartman, Al Frank Al Franken. Imagine Al Franken and Dennis Miller having a conversation backstage on the show. With Victoria with Victoria Jackson doing cartwheels. That was kind of her thing. Anyway, this show is on. And um <clears throat> There's a comedian now, or there's a comic now. Um, his name his name is Pete Davidson. I have I had seen him on the program, <clears throat> but I, you know, don't pay much attention because I don't you know whenever I get a chance to, I don't know when I'm up late and I'm flipping channels. One of the things I don't go to now is Saturday Night Live. It's kind of a shame. I really used to enjoy it. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it got better the second year. They got rid of George Coe and Michael O'Donnell. Uh, O'Donohue, who I thought thought neither one of those guys was funny, and they added Bill Murray. So that second crew was was Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Bill Murray, Lorraine Newman, and Gilda Radner. The best eight ever on this program. 1976-1977. Completely hysterical. Gut-busting laughter from the beginning sketch to the end of the sketch. To the end of the show. The entire hour and a half. But this is a dude named Pete Davidson. And I had not heard of this guy. <clears throat> Except there's a, a young lady that I work with uh, at my second job who said that she, that he it, that this, this dude was at um, one of the college homecoming shows, you know, one of the homecoming shows where they have a band or they have a comedian or whatever. 
and um, because he's fairly popular, because a lot of the you know college people still watch SNL. However, she wasn't real impressed with his humor. Um, it was kind of off-putting, um, according to her. It was off-putting, and he was kind of he was kind of mean to the audience. It's kind of condescending to the audience. I, and I thought, now I just, out of hand, I just thought, that's pretty funny. That some of the most condescending people now are people, are, are young people on, on university campuses. Because they're sure they know everything, you know what I'm saying? And they were even put off by, by Davidson. But now, um, this same dude is facing some backlash, but only on back, backlash on, on on Twitter, which is not the real world, but we're going to bring it up anyway. A Saturday Night Live comedian, Pete Davidson, is facing backlash after poking fun at supporters of two New York City bars owners who refused to close down shop. Um, protesters rallied behind two Staten Island bar owners who resisted government restrictions on indoor dining and declared their pubs to be an autonomous zone. Y'all remember that, right? Was there an autonomous zone in Seattle? Where the Seattle mayor said, oh, I'm not going in there. Until people start getting killed. <laughs> and the rest of the world noticed. Uh, protesters right behind the, uh, I can get into a, an autonomous zone. State agencies ordered the bar close, it closed its doors, and even revoked the establishment's liquor license. They, when they couldn't get them to just acquiesce, he said, you know what? We are going to revoke your liquor license which means they could not sell alcohol. This is part of the problem. So what they decided to do was, they, they, they didn't sell any alcohol, they just took donations. They did not sell any alcohol. They just took donations. Pete Davidson, an SNL, an SNL cast member, who joked about, it's the same dude who joked about Dan Crenshaw from Texas eye patch for an eye that Crenshaw lost in Afghanistan decided to pick on the struggling business owners and their supporters. Here's what Davidson said. I saw the protesters. I saw the protest. People were outside the bar shouting about free, sh shouting about freedom, um, talking to cops, chanting that they should arrest, arrest the governor. So I assumed it was a typical last call. Davidson began innocently enough. He admitted that he is kind of against the protests before criticizing the bar owner for staying open. This is what he says. The bar, well, the bar, shockingly, is in a neighborhood with the second highest COVID infection in all of New York, said the purported comedian. So the rule is that they're only supposed to let people eat and drink outside. And the owner said that, there's no, that no one wants to do that Cause they'll go out of business. One guy at the protest even gave a speech where he literally compared not being able to drink indoors to being be, being Jewish to Jewish during the Holocaust. Said Davidson, which must have been awkward for the people. And this is this is where the bias comes, which must have been awkward for the people that he had suddenly pretend that 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 he that to suddenly pretend um, they believed in the Holocaust. So, Davidson is trying to connect people who just want to not be 
under the thumb of the government to Holocaust deniers? Anti-Semitics? Was Louis Farrakhan at this protest? Davidson is confusing Americans who want to protect their freedom with with anti-Semitic leftists? Davidson joked about the protests looking like Davidson joked about the protesters looking like queers before say, before saying he thinks people should hide inside their homes until the pandemic is better. So Twitter let him have it because the kid's a jerk. Millionaire millionaire exploiting the lockdown loophole to work and get paid does painfully unfunny skit mocking people unable to work. I thought painfully unfunny comics didn't punch down. That was from Rita Panaishi from Padre Sella. Pete Davidson makes $315,000 a year to say dumb jokes and call people who lost their businesses to lockdowns babies on SNL. Babies. He makes $315,000 a year. Another um, Twitter comment. The people who work at SNL, Pete gets $15,000 an episode, if I'm informed correctly, shouldn't be mocking people who can't work. Rob Schmidt, New York City, says, this jackass insulting people losing their businesses to jackass lockdowns while a member of the least funny SNL cast in 40 years. And I, and I don't disagree. I just I just set this whole thing up telling you that there are there were much for much funnier groups. This is your this is from um Pradheep um Shankar that says this is your reminder that SNL basically used a loophole to get around New York's lockdown rules to film their first show. Some animals are more equal than others. There you go. Despite the shutdown order from the state health department and the multiple $1,000 fines, the bar owners continue to operate their businesses. Because people are coming in and, and paying them enough money to stave off the fines for now. Strike! Jeez, hopefully this is the last pitch. What in the walk-off world? That's a Skag Liberty Z zero-turn mower. That cat's-eye gold color. Tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick cushion seat. Powerful engine. Heavy-duty cutter deck. Hey, up! What's the call? Um... The moment you know you want a Skag. Visit Skag.com to find out why Skag mowers are simply the best. Millions of Americans are getting back to work. CareerBuilder calls it the great rehire. And we want to help you get the best jobs before everyone else. CareerBuilder gives you the competitive edge to get the job you want, at the salary you want, with the benefits you want. We even send job alerts so your perfect job lands right in your inbox. Go to CareerBuilder.com today or get left with whatever jobs are left. Find your next job fast at CareerBuilder.com. Amazing. 
That's what's going on in our country, kids. That's what's happening in our nation. When we get back, I'm going to tell you one more story of somebody else who, who, who has their license suspended so they cannot work because they have not acquiesced and they have spoken truth. We'll, we'll be back right after these messages. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813 833-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. All right, I got something to inform you guys about. You know, with everything going on, uh, people are really focused on what's happening now and that's fine, so am I. But we have to always look forward. We have to prepare for every eventuality and look forward. And this is why I am telling you about an event happening right here in our own area. We live in the Tampa, I live in the Tampa Bay area. This is happening right around here. This is the call. The event is the Frederick Douglass Brunch. It is to be held on February 20th, 2021 at 10 a.m. Um, it's going to be at the SPC All State Center that's at 3200 34th Street North in St. Pete, Florida, 33701. Don't freak out about my, being able to write down, down my address. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a phone number. I'm going to give you a website. I'm going to give you a bunch of stuff so you'll be fine. Guest speakers include Kevin McGarry, who's one of my one of my friends, one of my running buddies, uh, of Every Black Life Matters, Frederick Douglass Foundation of California, and Byron, and Byron Donalds, who is a Florida congressman-elect from District 19 out of Naples and, and Fort Myers, and my friend George Farrell from Black Pack, president of Black, Latino, Asian, uh, an author of the book called, called Colorblind. The theme of the brunch is Do What's Right. Tickets are $35. Um, beforehand, after after um, Valentine's Day, they go up to 45 You can reach um, the organization on Facebook at Pinellas Black Republicans. Pinellas Black Republicans. Pinellas Suncoast, again, the Black Republican Club. P.O. Box 18123, Clearwater, Florida, 33762. Please reserve early. You can text Joyce. Write this number down. 
you can text Joyce at 727-338-9177. Hang on, 727-338-9177. So reserve your tickets early. Let's fill this place up. Let's let everybody know that we are still here and we still are a force and we are still a force to be reckoned with. That's the Frederick Douglass Brunch, February 20th, 2021 at, t- at 10 a.m. at 3200 34th Street North in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, 33701. Can't wait to see you there. All right. All right. Well, appreciate it again. Appreciate you being here. Uh, let's get to the next story, which is just, it ought to, yeah, the Pete Davidson story is a story that sort of gets on your nerves a little bit, you know, it sort of bothers you a little bit because he's just a jerk, you know, he's just kind of a, he's just kind of a, you know, penis, um, but this is the one that, this, this story is the one that you ought to be worried about. Um, there's this organ doctor has reportedly, and I, and, and, and I checked it out on another source, um, a source that I hate. And so it's probably true. Um, an or, organ doctor that has reportedly lost his medical license. That happens, right? People lose their medical license all the time for all sorts of, um, misconduct that you, that I mean, they lose it because, you know, they, they, they run a shoddy practice or, you know, or they kill somebody or something, right? They lose their practice because they inseminated a bunch of women with their own sperm. Uh, yeah, that's happened. I'm saying that's happened. So there's this video of Dr. Stephen Latulupe at a, uh, at a November 7th. This has happened last month, Stop the Steel Rally. The, phys- the physician described himself as a retired Air Force officer, ordained minister, and practicing physician uh, in the Dallas, Oregon area. Here's what he says. I want you to know that I never shut down during the entire COVID season. From the time it was declared till now, he told the crowd, I hate to tell you this. It might scare you. But I and my staff, none of us wore a mask in my clinic. And how many problems did we have in our clinic from that? Zero. Absolutely none. The doctor called the lockdowns a threat to the American people, freedom, and the Constitution, and petitioned those in the crowd to remove their mask of shame. While the physician acknowledged, acknowledged that the virus was real, he said that it is a common cold virus and it's been with us forever. Please don't be duped. You have an immune system, the doctor said. He also said that he has treated 75 cases of the coronavirus and every one of his patients got better in a week. Don't let them put you in a state of fear, the doctor urged. That is oppression. 
And for this heresy, the Oregon Medical Board issued an emergency suspension of his license. Why did you think they do that? Do, I mean, do, you, do they really think that this one dude, this one doctor, can cause so much damage that they had to suspend his medical license to end the way that he made money? Now, it doesn't stop him from speaking. It doesn't negate his credentials. It doesn't negate anything that's happened up until that point. But it does make it difficult for him to earn money to live. His practice is shut down. So the people that work for him, they can't live either. They don't have a livelihood right now either. That's what it does. It doesn't stop him from speaking. Not at all. For his heresy, I mean, for his heresy, the Oregon Medical Board issued an emergency suspension of his license, finding that the doctor engaged in, quote, unprofessional and dishonorable conduct. What the hell is that? Oh, we, we're going to suspend you because you're speaking against the narrative. The emergency, emergency suspension alleges the doctor told a patient in July that asymptomatic people should not be tested and that wearing a face mask does not prevent the, the transmission of the virus. The doctor reportedly directed the patient not to self-isolate because, according to the doctor, exposing other people to the virus would help those people build immune, immunities against the disease. He was not the only person saying that. We were told early on by Dr. Alci Fauci that people running around wearing masks in, in, in the United States, that wasn't necessary. We were told by um, Nancy Pelosi, come on down to Chinatown. We were told by um, the mayor of New York that everything's great here. You should go to a movie. You should go to the parade. Right, we should go to the to the, to the St. Patrick's Day parade. Right, remember we were being told all that. Hmm. The medical board claims that the doctor and his staff refused to wear a mask and encouraged patients to remove theirs as well. The clinic also failed to implement screening procedures upon interest, entry into the premises, according to the medical board investigators. The medical board deemed the doctor quote an immediate danger to the public. And said the doctor presents a serious, quote, a serious danger to the public safety, health and safety. <laughs> the doctor says this, I'm very interested in sound medical practice and I'm interested in good science. He told the NBC News. And when science and medicine become perverted with corrupt politics, then I'm up for I'm up for a fight. That's what made me go to that rally and say what I said. The doctor can no longer practice medicine in the state of Oregon where the physician has practiced for 20 years. This story is the story that needs to rile you up. Because the idea is to shut up the other doctors. This is not just 
to stop this guy. This guy's not a clear and pleasant. It's not a clear and present danger to, to freaking anybody. Only his own patients. Maybe, but probably not. This guy is being stopped to keep your doctor from talking to you about your own immune system and other doctors from saying the very same thing who don't want to lose their practices. They've spent hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars to build these practices, and they don't want to lose them. Some of them have dozens of people working for them. So they acquiesce. They feel they have little choice. This is what the Oregon Medical Board is trying to do. They're trying not to shut this guy up. They're trying to shut all the doctors up. They don't want doctors telling you what the real deal is. They don't want doctors telling you what they actually see in their practices. They do not. And the best way is to scare the living crap out of them by shutting people down, shutting their speech down. Now, whether this works or not, now for some people it's going to work beautifully. It's going to scare them into silence. I am heading to the doctor. I am personally heading to, to, to... to the doctor on the 21st of this month. I will I will come here and let you know how that works. I'm going to simply ask my doctor what I should be doing. That'll be my only question. So as now one of the things he's going to tell me to do is take the vaccine, which I'm going to say no. Uh, and, and he's going to say to make sure you get a flu shot to which that I'm also going to say no. I'm not going to take the vaccine because I haven't had a flu shot either. I haven't had a flu shot in my life and I don't plan on getting one now. <laughs> I don't. I uh, When I say I don't have a hat one in my whole life, I don't know, maybe they gave me one in 2014 in my central line. I had a lot of shots. I don't know what I was getting. I, could, I, mean, they, I mean, they could have been... I don't know. I, I, I could be pregnant with an alien right now. I don't know. <laughs> I got so much stuff. When they thought I was going to die, so yeah. So, and I was kind of, I was kind of very, I was kind of, I was kind of very, very sick. But um, so I don't think I got a flu shot. I got Tamiflu. I got like a whole thing of Tamiflu. That's not like a flu shot, is it? I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, I think it's a therapeutic. But I did get Tamiflu. Lots of it. Uh, fought off the infection or whatever. And that way I could talk and breathe and be with you this evening. Aren't you a lucky SOP? <laughs> anyway, that's what's that. This story is the one that ought to scare you. Because this is happening where you live in your country. You never thought it would be that way, did you? You never considered once. That life may be that way in these United States. But they certainly are. But they certainly are. Crazy, ain't it? Crazy. All right, when he will break, we'll be back with our final story. Um, the Trump, some of the Trump lawyers are, are happy about a decision made uh, up in Michigan. And by some of the Michiganders, we'll talk about, about that. 
If it's a thing, if it's not a thing, if it's just part of the whole, we're going to find out. We'll be back right after these messages. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. dbctampa.com A website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. All right, we are back, and we're going to finish up here with this final story. Um, let's see here. Trump lawyers are are celebrating this court order involving the Dominion voting machines. I just thought, you know, I, I, I talked to my wife, who, um, again, who's been married to me 33 years as of yesterday. It amazes me how the woman's been married to me 30, 30, 33 minutes, <laughs> let alone 33 years. Um I am I am a blessed man for sure. Um, the campaign uh, are celebrating um, after Michigan judge ordered a forensic investigation into the Dominion voting machines. I was telling her that isn't it interesting that, that the name of that company is Dominion. That's that sort of algae for all for those of us who are a little bit more spiritual than others. Um, Attorney Jenna Ellis told Fox and Friends uh, Sunday morning that the circuit judge Kevin. Eisenheimer has given investigators eight hours to conduct a forensic examination of Dominion voting machines used by Atrium County, Michigan, in the November 3rd elections. Trump campaign senior legal advisor expects the results of the examination to be available in about 48 hours. And that's, and that'll tell us a lot about those these machines, Ellis said to Fox News. The order stems from a case brought by a Michigan voter, William Bailey, who claims the ballots were damaged in a recounting concerning a marijuana proposal that narrowly passed in in Village of Central Lake, Michigan, uh, according to Fox News. 
While the order makes no mention of the presidential race, Antrim County ignited controversy after an error caused Joe Biden to be shown as the winner of the county. But after correcting for the error, President Trump was determined to have won the county by several thousand votes. The Republican County, the Republican county clerk said the human error, said human error was responsible for the mix-up. And other election officials said have said the Dominion voting machines operated properly in the election. Trump lawyer and former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who unfortunately has come down with the Rona, uh, our healing blessings go to you, um, Mayor Giuliani. Shake it off, Bubba. Shake it off and have it drip down just like that hair dye was dripping down the other day. Dude, dude, don't. Don't get the paint on. So don't even worry about it. It's gray. Just be happy you have hair. It doesn't have to be black. You're fine. You're fine. Um, Trump lawyer and uh, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani called the order a big win for honest elections, alleging that Dominion spiked votes all over the state. Uh, Atrium County Judge in, in Michigan forensic examination for 22 Dominion voting machines. This is where the untrustworthy Dominion machines flipped 6,000 votes from Trump to Biden. This is a, a tweet from Giuliani. Spiking the votes by Dominion is happening all over the state. Of course, a spokesman for the county told the Detroit Free Press that forensic images will be collected of county uh, precinct tabulators used in the November 3rd election. The judge's orders further instructs Atrium County officials to, quote, maintain, preserve, and protect all records in his possession used to tabulate votes in Atrium County and not turn on the Dominion tabulator in its possession and not to connect the Dominion tabulator in its possession to the Internet. The air in Atrium County has raised concerns about the accuracy of Dominion voting systems, which were used in 47 Michigan counties on November 3rd. Now, will this be anything? I don't know. We're going to find out in a couple of days. We should know by Wednesday. At, at the latest Thursday. Atrium County and Atrium County and those officials are going to do whatever they can to cover their ass. Period. They will say and do anything to cover their ass. Period. That's how it's going to be. So are we going to learn anything? Maybe. Maybe not. And if we don't learn what we think is true, mainstream media is going to jump up and down and go, see, 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 I told you, see, I told you, because that's what they do. Now, if this was the other way around, see, this is what always gives me. If this was the other way around, what, what I am sure, what I am sure of and what you're sure of is that mainstream media, including M- CNN, MSNBC, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, all would be chomping at the bit. It'd be twenty-seven. It'd be twenty-four-seven coverage of Trump trying to steal this election. Blah, 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 blah. And they'd be talking about Dominion, and they'd be talking about um, any connections they could they could make up to Trump and Dominion officials and Russia, 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 and they would. If Trump Jr. was 
Hunter, Hunter Biden. That would be 24-7. That'd be on the New, in the New York Times and the Washington Post. The I mean, the Orlando Sentinel, the Tampa Bay Times. 24-7. You'd never be able to get away from it. You gotta. You know, I, 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 I communicated with somebody on, on Facebook the other day who said something that I thought was really really touching to me that and it jumps a lot of responsibility on a fella that they'd rather listen to me than a, than than a, a political fact check on Facebook they trust me more than that because because politifact we have found that they they are stretching some things right yeah because Willie will ask, and Paul, and anybody who gets on this behind this microphone at Fightback Media, is not afraid of asking the next question. You know, let's ask the next question. Let's see. Let's just see. Let's see. How this is going to go. Let's see what the next thing is. Can we can we uncover the next thing? Right? Or mainstream media, all the ones I mentioned, are not interested in any of that. They're not. Which is why we need your help right here at fightbackmedia.com. Go to the website. On a, and, and, and and you know what? And I don't have it there now. And I have, cho- we have chosen not to. Through this election season. But it will be there, starting Monday, December the seventh. A place where you can help. Where you can help. I know it's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. And I know that for a lot of us, it's been a rough year financially. It's been a rough year. We have had to claw our way and throw some elbows to get to this part of the year. And still live indoors. You know, I, I, please, please, I understand. But as things move forward, and if things are, are are to move forward, we are going to need your help. There isn't there there isn't any way around it. I mean, just just there's there's just no way around it. We are going to need your help. So we're going to provide a way that you can help us. God, I hate this. Because, first of all, I always feel like I'm begging for money, and I hate to beg for money. Which is why my political career didn't go very well, because half your time you're freaking begging for money. And I thought many nights sitting here, golly, this would be so much easier if I was independently wealthy. If I was independently wealthy, I just I would be Trump. Just say it. 
And whatever I need to buy, I just go buy. Screw them. <laughs> you know? So, um, again, I always hate this because, again, it's always like you're begging for money. And I hate to beg for money because some people will will think it's just that that's all we're, that's all we're doing. That we're amassing this of this fortune in, you know, in, in donations when we're not. When we're trying to keep the website going. We're trying to do uh, we're trying to do ads to make sure that we can get as many people listening and as many people watching videos as we possibly can. Our videos on on YouTube are not monetized. I, I lost my, my monetization years ago, well before I started Morning Report and well before I started Fightback Media. Um, they crapped my my Google AdSense account, so none of the videos are monetized. Vimeo, that used to be free, is not free anymore. Um, yes, there's MeWe and there's Parler, but frankly, their reach is not very far right now. Hopefully, it will increase. So we're stuck where we are right now. This is us. This is the world we live in. In order for it to get better, we're going to need your help. So write this website down, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. And on the front page, there's going to be a button to help. That button is not going to show up till Monday, December 7th. A day that will live in infamy? Yes, Pearl Harbor Day is tomorrow. And thank you to all our service people. Um, who served in World War II and all our foreign conflicts. And um, we appreciate you and we love you. We wouldn't be able to do, to do this if you hadn't done that or if you weren't doing what you're doing now. I understand and, 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 and really, truly appreciate you. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. And so until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, Y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. What's the room again? Uh, 1240, down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. <sighs> Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? Give me yours. You have mine. All right. What? Please, if you Dad, could just... Why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. If you love scratchers from the Virginia Lottery, you probably also love when your dog nails a new trick. That's an everyday win, baby. Come on, Ranger. Roll over. Hun, did you see? He did it. Ranger rolled over. Oh, yeah. And now he's peeing on the rug. The rollover, though, still an everyday win. Like Scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Available in different prices and varieties at a lottery retailer near you. The Virginia Lottery. Everyday wins. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. 